Fucking just the way. Listen, who do you have to pick up? You who? Is it fucking black and white or what? Who do you pick up? You? Let's go. And we last fucking two minutes. Can't you fucking get him? Time it comes to take a fucking kick. Can you, can you not get to pick him up by the time he gets from there to there? Whoever's in the fucking box. There's fucking three big ones at the back. Yeah. Oh no, it's let's go one of them. Hey? It's let's go one no, of them. Well, Craddock and the fucking two other big fuckers. So what do we do? You pick Lesko. If one of the others scores, I don't fucking blame you. Right. And you pick your fucking man up. And if it's the spare man, I take the fucking blame. You hear it. You know it. The all too familiar voice of Neil Bornock joining Scottish football. A massive week in Scottish football coverage. And here you have the very pinnacle of that coverage from the Waverley Park living room. Three gentlemen sit on couches and chairs. Two absolute legends and Aaron Crow. <laughs> How are we doing? Very good, my friend. How are you? Aaron, I'm joking. You're the biggest legend of all of us, of course. Of course I am. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> Looking very dashing. It's a shame we don't have the cameras out. We'll maybe whip them out uh, for the new section and for the Elgin trip discussion coming up Ooh. later on so everyone can see Aaron's delightful Dutch work uh, today it's great um yeah not really uh, part of the theme though mm. not very Scottish or worse I'm lucky Sheffield Wednesday the England top that I've got I mean uh come on Wednesday <laughs> Gainsborough Trinity Burton Albion Scarborough Notts County Torquay United Huddersfield Town Plymouth Argyle Oldham Athletic, Bury, Sheffield United, Crystal Palace, Queen's Park Rangers, Leeds United, Crystal Palace, Queen's Park Rangers, Rotherham United, Cardiff City, Middlesbrough, Huddersfield Town, and Aberdeen Football <laughs> Club. <laughs> Is the most mental list of clubs you've ever laid eyes on. Um, it's all here, it's all in the tour as per... Uh, we have our little news bulletin uh, and then a wee discussion, a dissection of our trip to Murray where we saw the mighty Elgin City play at Borough Briggs. Uh, all three of us, of course, and famous returning member of the tour, Tom Burt, wow. the chauffeur, was also <laughs> in tow as well. So we'll get into that later. Uh, just a little sort of uh, short episode, so only four hours today, I yeah, think, Aaron. Just the four will manage. <laughs> uh, we're saying this now, uh, obviously, it's always the same, but we'll try and make it as, as brief as possible today. I do really want to get off in time to watch Warnock take his first game, obviously, um, at Ibrox later on. Uh, see him schmoozing all his pals in the Rangers end, too. <laughs> um, he'll be drinking from the bloody loving cup afterwards at this rate. <laughs> uh, now nah, I'm joking. Very excited for it. Very excited for the discussion. Um, anything initial thoughts one is Aaron from, from the appointment obviously it's the biggest talking point um, maybe the biggest news of the season so far arguably you could say I think <clears throat> it's probably like the biggest managerial appointment that's been in Scotland that's caused this much uh, publicity yeah, since Stephen Gerrard yeah, since Stephen yeah. Gerrard joined Rangers obviously Rogers coming back it was big news but this has you know swept the UK it's and massive. beyond yeah it really has Neil to be Warnock fair it's just such fucking character he's basically a meme he is. of a man like of a man well I mean the amount of things that you probably said in a night out is a laugh like we're in fucking London now yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that yeah, like, yeah. these things you just say constantly this guy's now at Aberdeen I take the fucking blame <laughs> so good to be fair and all, and all those other yeah. ones uh, <laughs> and, and all those other really famous ones uh, <laughs> 
Um, Donald, how are you doing, mate? Good evening. <laughs> 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 I can see you being a bit moody in the corner. <laughs> He's not talking to me. Just uh, reading an email. Oh yeah, yeah. And works over. This is the real work. Yeah, this yeah, is, that's uh, it, mate. That's what you actually well, get paid for. <laughs> Soon to be, thanks to Frank, obviously. Ah, in yeah. case uh, my granddad is listening, I'm sorry I've not messaged you yet, but we did see the pledge. Thank uh, you, Frank. That is incredible. Obviously, uh, we had our first, uh, first pledge, so our first subscriber to the tour, paid the rest subscriber. You can fucking cough up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the producer saying it. So <laughs> I do anything the producer tells me. By it's the way, executive order. <laughs> As the producer job. smashes the studio a bit. Um, How are you doing, Mikey? I'm doing great, thanks, Dodd. Yeah, yeah. Um, we had a bit of a Larry weekend it in Elgin. It was a bit, wasn't it? It was really good. It was great. Uh, Your Mr. Senior, Tucker Senior, was Oh, yeah. yeah? Mike Tucker. He's yeah. Mikey's dude. <laughs> You'll know him from the theme song. Uh, yeah, he was out to play. So, yeah, he, he, was, he was on fine form himself in the pub. We, we went back to ours, had a few drinky poos, maybe a bit too many drinky poos. Yeah. Um, so maybe still feeling a little bit lethargic today, but Dude's night we'll get through. Try to patch the podcast this morning, didn't I? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. Like, you just woke up and just couldn't the arse. Like. That is not quite true, but I, had, I knew I had a like, lot to do at you work. you tourist bastards. <laughs> not doing this. I had a lot to do at work, and I was just worried that I'd maybe miss... We're all busy, mate. Right? <laughs> Everyone's busy in that way. They're not all busy. Um, great stuff. <laughs> so on that note, I think it's just time to hit the old, yeah, theme song. Play that shit, DJ. can't believe that it's happened i can't believe i'm saying these words neil warnock is in the dugout with an aberdeen tracksuit top on at ibrox tonight (laughs) it's absolutely bonkers um i remember the first rumor um or not even the first rumor but a clip that came out of him about a year and a half two years ago maybe where he said he applied for the Aberdeen job and he'd been knocked back. Mm. And I did think at the time, like, oh, how good would that have been? Neil Warnock in our, in our dugout. Um, now that it's here, it's like a bit surreal, really. And what the hell is going to happen? Like, it's absolutely mental. Could it be good? Uh, I don't know. Is it going to be bad? I don't know. It's, it's just so crazy. It's hard to really fathom what's actually going on. Um... On one side, I would say, like, the most positive way you can spin it. Just to just to be just to show you the two most extreme viewpoints yeah. you can have, and then we'll kind of find where we where we think it sort of it falls in the middle between those two. Aaron, I think. Yeah. So on one side, the most positive side, you can say this is the most famous manager that Aberdeen have ever had. Okay, Fergie, obviously, but 
Fergie wasn't famous when he was appointed. Like, yeah. for the pedigree he brings to Aberdeen, it's the biggest manager managerial signing we've ever made. Yeah, in the history of the club, he brings promotions with him, relegations, obviously, success, uh, Premier League experience. Uh, he is the manager who's managed the most games in competitive football in England. Really? Yeah. Didn't know that. He has the record of the most games as a professional manager in English football with 1,626 games managed. That's a fair whack. Like. And he has managed 16 different clubs in every single level of the English pyramid. From Premier League to non-league, he's managed at every single level and he has the record for the most promotions with eight as a professional manager. No wonder he speaks so calmly and, and very confidently and has a lot of charisma in his interviews. I mean, he's been and seen it all. He's extremely easy to like. He's so charismatic. He's just so honest. Yeah. Like, he's so to the point. Like you said, no he's, bullshit. Aye, there's just no fucking shite with him. Like what he's saying is exactly it. Like today, saying that he's got Rangers friends. Yeah. Like, and people are kicking up a fuss. Who who really gives a shit? As I yeah. said to you at the start, like we've all got Rangers friends. Yeah. Even well, you, mm, you've got one. Johnny McKechnie. Aye. <laughs> if you're listening, Callum Denham. <laughs> uh, so on one side, I would say that's like the most positive thing. And just quickly, actually, on that Rangers point, he's mentioned Rangers a lot. How much he loves the club and he's got respect for them and like he likes them and he's got Rangers pals and all this. I really hope this is a ploy to make them complacent. I, th- I hope he's doing the mind games in the media. Mm. I have a feeling maybe he is. Maybe that's because he's been talking about basically since he came in. Like, I don't know if he's... I don't know how, like, much he does things like that. I don't know what he's like as a manager. Mm. But is he maybe coming straight away and gone, if I'm going from the off, like, buttering Rangers up, saying how much respect I've got for them, they're all going in the... Clement's in the dressing room, like, fucking got these boys on toast, lads. Yeah. And if Warnock's actually in the Aberdeen dressing room doing his Warnock stuff that we all know from the various famous clips of him. Get fucking stuck in, lads. It does, it does seem like he is almost being too calm in the media That's and too I mean. nonchalant. Yeah, yeah. And I can sort of see it. He also mentioned as well that he was probably going to come in next week, but too big a tie that he couldn't get involved couldn't with it. it. But up. then ever since he said that, he's just been, as I said, so playing everything down in the media and been very quiet in the way that he's been going about his business. Yeah. So... Yeah, if he is doing that at 75 years of age, he's yeah. came in with an absolute masterful plan and if exactly. it comes off, great. Yeah. But me personally, I think he's just come in and just spoke very openly yeah. and calmly. Yeah. And I think he's just here to have, a, as he's mentioned a few times, a bit of phone. <laughs> I think I think he has spoken very honestly and openly, but I think he's, like both can be true. Maybe he is speaking like that without any facade whatsoever, but at the same time, bigging up Rangers and playing Aberdeen down intentionally like that mm. both of those can be true i hope it is you like i was gonna maybe say wait i wasn't gonna say because it it's not true but um it crossed my mind to say like say it, he's, maybe he's not clever enough to have thought of that plan which just isn't the case like if anyone's gonna think of that plan it's gonna be him obviously it's almost like he's got a lot and enough experience where it maybe even does this naturally yeah to the point where it's yeah. like it's just coming it's just purely that natural that he's able to place himself in that position and play these quote unquote mind games yeah, yeah, yeah. going into going it, into a game. So love love those parts of the game or hate them. The media press conferences, the way you speak to the media and the way you talk about matches and other teams, massive, massive part of of management. It really is. It impacts the other teams' mindsets. Yeah, of course. And, and the way that they approach games. So of course it's gonna play huge roles. So I'm hoping that's what's going on. I'm hoping he's not just 
speaking his mind and actually saying he loves Rangers because if he is just before you quickly go on if he is just speaking his mind and he is being I'm just here for a bit of fun and like uh, playing everything down yeah. and he actually is being like that then there is huge worrying signs because yeah. there is an argument to say and you might just bring come on yeah. to bring this go on but it. that he is just coming for his fucking I've never managed in Scotland I've always wanted to manage Scotland he's got a little opportunity for a few months yeah. he's going to have a bit of fun with it and not really give that much of a fuck yeah yeah but that's, I just don't think that's in his yeah, DNA. I hope, I really hope not, because don't it's, think it is. it's obviously, um, you know, from a purely selfish personal point of view, it's like my club he's coming in and doing this too. So if it's the positive way, it's going to be one of the best four months of a, as an Aberdeen fan I've ever seen. If it's the other way, it's going to be one of the worst. So on one side, you could say most most famous manager we've maybe ever appointed with the most pedigree, and then on the super negative side, it's a box ticking exercise on his retirement mm. tour. Because he's just going, not managed in Scotland, tick. Yeah. Not uh, managed at Ibrox. I'm not going to get the Rangers job. So, yeah. tick, let's get that off the list. Uh, I'm on my little retirement cruise going around all these various clubs uh, and just kind of doing all the little fetishy things I want to do before I sign off on management yeah. forever. And I really hope that's not the case. Um, I don't think it is, but I'm just saying that to, to sort of vocalise what the yeah. other viewpoint would be of the appointment i think there's there's definitely shades of of that being within his reasons of why he's came it's very evident that he's come to scotland to tick it off um given he's turned down other jobs that are three four times the salary however i don't think it's within his dna or him him as a him as a human being is going to come in and be like oh i'm on my holidays up in scotland no he's going to want and and give himself a good reputation Um, within within scotland um, not the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is it? Is Shall it? We? Ah, it should be. Uh, uh, all right. Technical difficulties. Sorry. There and we go. Back. As you were. Uh, <laughs> I don't think he's gonna. Um... What you paid for? <laughs> <laughs> That's why the wages haven't yeah, come yeah. in yet. <laughs> that's it. Thirty-three pounds of Grandad's hundred quid pledge. <laughs> that's what that's for. One quid to Don. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um. Bye, Neil Warnocky. Not a box ticking exercise. Yeah, I, th- I think I think him as a guy, he's got his own reputation that he wants to have. Uphold, and, yeah. and in Scotland, he's got a bit of a reputation for just being the guy down south. It's a bit of a meme, but he wants to come and actually showcase who he is. So yeah. he talks a lot about having things in Greenock and how much that he's never been in Scotland before. So he won't want to come and tarnish himself. Yeah, this. yeah, yeah. yeah. Part of that's the population. true. That's true. Um, and he's not going to be here with his, with just for a jolly time, is he? That's true. Um, as he said in his, his uh, sort of, his hiring press conference, he's like, my wife Sharon, Aberdeen. <laughs> like that. And he was also, Aberdeen. also talking about an ex-player of Aberdeen's that who played underneath him at another club. I'm not sure which no, club. He was talking about Lauren De Jaffo. Oh, right. Used okay. to play okay. for Aberdeen, um, and he also played for a team that Warnock must have met. QPR was ah. exactly who he played for. Because I remember seeing De Jaffo at Loftus Road actually when I was a Bairn living in London. My oh, dad said to yeah, me he used yeah. to play for Aberdeen. So anyway, uh, Lauren De Jaffo um, was asked by Warnock, "What's it like up in Aberdeen?" He like sounded him out before he took the job or right. whatever. Uh, or maybe not actually he sounded him out when he initially applied and got knocked back the first time right. what the story was and uh, the Jaffo said in response oh gaffer <laughs> <laughs> it's the only place the seagulls don't land <laughs> <laughs> so I thought it was a great little line uh, to be fair that had, you had to get in there uh, so. that's genius that uh, mate regardless of what happens it's 
going to be a content. You thought Levine was big content. This is mega. Yeah. This is like there's always a bigger fish. Oh yeah. You know, like Levine's like a great white, and then you and then you see it. It's actually running away from the megalodon <laughs> behind it. Like, and that megalodon is Neil Warnock. Uh, all I'm saying is put it in the diary because um, Aberdeen St Johnston isn't a million miles away. And oh man, I'm just praying that those two like hammer each other the way that the way that they shoot you know these are two giants of the of the sort of troll yeah, football yeah. world like the the patter meme football <laughs> management world 28th of february this month once in a lifetime john cena dwayne the rock johnson uh, that's what it seems like i want to know what david martindale's thinking about all this thing martindale's like <laughs> totally like try to get up there like oh man i'm so poor man <laughs> honestly it's just it shows you that martindale is, is is nothing in comparison to those two those two really know how to rile up the press oh, and all the rest of it so yeah all i'm saying is levine's like cena and neil warnock's like the rock <laughs> for sure and that is wrestlemania 28 or whatever it was. <laughs> wrestlemania 38 uh, what what do you what would Chris you be f- absolutely furious oh, at that WrestleMania? You don't know what, <laughs> don't know what WrestleMania is. Like. Yeah. So for like forty seven or something. Like that. Uh, <laughs> the once in a lifetime, and then they did it the next year, and the next <laughs> WrestleMania as well. It was WrestleMania twenty nine. Oh, not too bad. Not too bad. Not too far off. Actually, he's not really having scandals. I can tell from his. Like, no, he's pretty pretty. He's football centered. Totally, yeah. Career. No. The only the only political statement he's ever made is he's, is in favour of Brexit. Totally, one hundred million percent. Good guy. When asked in twenty nineteen, he said, "To hell with the rest." Of <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the one. To be fair, so you get along. Sounds uh, yeah. <laughs> like a good guy. I do love the idea of like the Brexit dons in a way. Oh. Like the like Brexit that's what, that's, dons. We kind of need that like really staunch not forward thinking individual mm. we almost need like someone that's gonna just take us back to the basics do the do the basics right and really well be a figure that's obviously a, a leader of men in that dressing room and and not kind of this here's a man who doesn't care for stats or analysis nah. he doesn't get bogged down in numbers and stuff and here's the thing that is gonna make it go one way or the other it's either gonna be like okay this is what we need we need someone that's going to simplify things and just play football lads, mm. have fun, like you keep saying. Um, on the other side, if that style is as outdated as people think it is, it could go horribly, horribly yeah, wrong. It could get found And out. we could see a Terry Butcher style nosedive of the Dons. Um, there's there's every chance we get beat, like, I'm not even joking, 7-0 tonight or something. Like, there's, a, there's 5% of me that is thinking we might just get absolutely pumped mm. in case all the stuff he's saying is just his mind and he's not playing any mind games and he's not being coy or, or sneaky or anything like that if there's no plan and he's just going there like we'll just have a bit of fun yeah if you turn up to ibrox to have a bit of fun you're gonna you're get fucked. demolished ah, yeah. you're gonna get absolutely demolished no one turns up to ibrox looking for a bit of fun <laughs> like maybe ranger or celtic when the when they first came back yeah. up was the, about it but... yeah the bear pit like <laughs> one of the most intimidating stadiums in the world ah, so yeah. yeah i mean content is gonna be glorious but I am, I am concerned, but I'm here for the ride, baby. It's Neil Warnock time all the way. So yeah. How long? How long does he last? He's only until the end of the year. Oh right. Okay. Like so whatever it's... happens, he's only here for four months. Right. Like the end of caretaker. the football season. He's caretaker, right. basically. Yeah. He's like an interim manager. While it, he's doing the Aberdeen board basically a favor, so they can have a thorough look for the next actual manager yeah. rather than just appointing somebody. 
Um, which is like, you know, sound from him. Not sound if we're looking for a manager in the championship next season. Though. And what so. would you deem successful for him? What is us? Because we had we done our poll on Twitter. Sixty three percent came back and said that it'll success. be a success. Yeah. What is what that? Would be success. It would be at, from this from this position right now. It would be fourth. Yep. Fourth is very possible. Well, still. I'll just let me. I'll tell you, they're eight points behind fourth with two games in hand. So that is extremely accessible. So possible. Yeah. So it would be fourth, and it would be Scottish Cup final minimum. To be fair, that would be a success, yeah. and that would turn this season from an absolutely honking season into a no bad season for Aberdeen. I mean, I we've mean, already got a cup final. Yeah, I was going to say you had, that means you'd have the two final, uh, two cup finals that you can get. You had a pretty good go at a European campaign which no team's been in the groups well Hearts were in the groups last year second time team's been in the groups in a while outside the old firm and fourth place it, it, on paper it's looks great but I think just more the way the season's gone like things are a jolly and everyone is having fun and we're going to Ibrox having a laugh yeah. and that. it probably will it probably, that sounds like a great season yeah. in, in the end but. I think the thing is though like okay on paper it's great but it's always like still haven't won any if we if we had yeah if we had knocked out Celtic in the quarterfinals and gone out in the semi-finals or yeah. something like that would that be more successful than getting to a like getting a really easy run to the league cup final and then losing in a very winnable game against what was a really poor Rangers side mm. like the way that it's gone outside of like football's not play, played on paper as people always say it's played on grass and the way it's gone on the grass has been so disappointing in so many different ways. Blowing that pouk lead, it's nothing but mental, like, bottling, mm. mentality problems. That should have been won, that game. Um, the Rangers game, bottled, you know? Like, there's just been so much bottling and a lack of mentality from the Aberdeen side, and we're in eighth in the league. Like, everything has been really shit up to this point, yeah. regardless of finals and stuff. You know, we beat Yous on the way, great, mm. but Yous are we're, nothing we're even worse than Yous, talked but about. Yeah. We're even that pathetic that it doesn't even matter yeah. what we're doing. <laughs> I mean, just quickly on Hibs, actually, before we move on oh, to the next I we're getting away with this Super this quickly, because... Yeah, Hibs are going under the radar because that is a real tragic tale going on there. Oh, Hibs are... Your sales for Inverness away for the Cup. Yeah, we've got Celtic at home tomorrow, which, you know, on paper, if anyone knows who Celtic are, will most likely fuck us the way that we're going at the moment. Simba didn't just put three passes at Easter Road, albeit we've got a semi-decent record against Celtic at yeah, home in previous years. Well, but, yeah. but I think we got blown away the last couple of times we have played them. Brendan Rodgers has never won at Easter Road. There you go. Fact. Mental. That is a fact. That is a Buna fact, actually. Is it? You. Yeah, it is. Buna. Buna getting a shout out tonight. You know what kind of <laughs> night it is. <laughs> it's a depressing night here at the tour. <laughs> but a big game against Inverness at the weekend. Massive. Not on paper. Massive, it doesn't look massive. too appealing. But one, yeah, but that's the thing is, you've not even sold one block of, of uh, seats for the away end at Inverness, which isn't a particularly big one. Yeah. Hibs one of the best travelling clubs normally Definitely especially for cup ties yeah, yeah. you know like that's worrying a real indictment of, really of the worrying. situation the, the fans don't care yeah they don't care anymore usually like Scottish Cup runs regardless of where we, I mean on the way to winning the Scottish Cup we, we had Inverness away and by god that would have been definitely filled out oh I'm yeah I'm sure it was on a midweek tie as well yeah uh, back those many years not ago not even one like block the central block is still got seats available in it that's so tragic that's really sad with a week to go it's absolutely brutal to really see sad. actually um, 
It's no, there's no, there's no <laughs> way of getting around it. We've been so poor. You've been terrible. So You've been poor. absolutely terrible. And we've just brought on a lot of new signings. Yeah. And it's going to take time for them to gel. Ah, yeah. it's pish. It's all Sick pish. of saying the same yeah, yeah. shite. Like, from lurching, old, back <laughs> lurching from one depressing topic to another. <laughs> it's uh, Greg McDonald's curtain call in methyl in the East Nuke of Fife. That's right. Greg McDonald handed in his resignation at the Bayview Club after last weekend's defeat to Elgin City at Borough Briggs, saying the players thought they were there for a holiday in the Highlands uh, and saying he left with a massively heavy heart. Greg McDonald, a bit of an East Fife legend yeah. as a player as well, obviously. So, yeah, it's um, not good times at all right now at Bayview. Uh, after the game obviously we were in Elgin um, watching that match safe to say East Fife are one of the worst that East Fife side is one of the worst sides I've ever laid eyes on um, doing these trips I'm sure you agree with that I couldn't agree more with that I mean they lacked so much personality and I was really disappointed by them just didn't create anything they just didn't didn't look they didn't look dangerous even remotely Defensively, they look a bit shaky, yeah. and, and they've got players of an, of a very good caliber yeah. for that league. Looking at Nathan Austin, Ryan Shavoni is another really good player too. Alan Trouton yeah, as well, exactly. You know, good players at this level. They just look lost at sea, uh, yeah. And it was really quite eye opening. I think East Fife are a team that many people tipped last year at the start of the season, obviously to try and probably be in the the playoff hunt at after, least. At le- after yeah. having a playoff push last year. And finishing in the playoffs, uh, I think Mr. Greg McDonald also said that in his um, Is, going out statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just been quite sad to see. Yeah, uh, for the methyl mob, it was terrible. And in the toilets afterwards, I heard overheard some East Five fans uh, saying, "We're going, we're going to go down if we carry on the form we're on right now for too much longer. We are going down." And you know what? It's crazy how quickly things can change. All of a sudden. I'm not saying Clyde look good, but they can score at least, which mm. they couldn't do earlier in the season. So Clyde are going to pick up points here and there. Uh, we'll get onto it when we get into the sort of discussion about the Elgin trip, but Elgin looked like a side transformed a little bit. Yeah. Um, not quite transformed, but on their way to something positive. Uh, East Fife could have still nicked a point, which is probably going to be worrying for them. But yeah, Elgin, I don't think Elgin are going to go down. I don't think Clyde are going to go down. So that opens the door for your Forfers, your East Fives, your etc, etc. Forfer look okay now, mm. but it's going to be a real dogfight between four teams at least rather than just Clyde and Elgin hash now until the end of the season. I think, I think to be fair, I think that oh, Clyde are just too far adrift for me. I just find it hard to imagine other teams are going to get clawed properly into that. East Fife, sure, they're going to make a a good appointment which will surely steer them away from it. I think they've got too good qual- too much good quality in their team yeah. to get themselves dragged into that with the right manager at the helm. Names that I was looking at today, um, I was thinking, who the, who the fuck did East Fife bring in? Callum Elliott from Cowden Beef. Okay, yeah. You know, the, in the Fife region. Love Callum that Elliott's a young manager who's got a good idea, similar to like an Andy Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Um, And this could be the next sort of progression for him yeah. to start his career. And I think if they bring in a Callum Elliott-esque manager, yeah. they'll be absolutely fine. That's a great um, Stranraer are a team that look a bit... Stranraer wafty as well, to be honest. I just think Clyde, they just can't seem to really win know, many games I know that's the thing and they, they need, draw they, a lot they right really now. do need to win some games to get themselves out of that they, they have picked up some good results and there's still mm, I'm not I can't do the maths this quickly but 
more than 10 games left till the end of the season oh, there's, four, fair, there's, 14, still, there's 14. still 14 games left till the end of the season yeah so plenty of time I honestly I, Clyde might finish 9th but I don't think they'll go down automatically anymore. who's going to finish 10th it'll be between Stranraer and maybe Forfer I don't know Forfer are kind of on a resurgence like Elgin will still uh, Clyde will still be massive favourites to go down in that all max spot obviously but like I just feel them turning a corner especially you know they drew with Peter Head at the weekend that's just a phenomenal result given the way things are going for them I know it's a long away day for the Peter Head boys to travel and stuff but still like you can sense they're turning a corner a little bit and I know I'm gonna have to maybe eat a bit of humble pie here but ian mccall you want custard i i want custard and cream bro <laughs> i have to admit it that i think i might have been wrong with the ian mccall shout Ooh. because i think any other manager and they would be 100 million percent doomed but that group of players are playing noticeably better since he's come in and that's all you can really ask yeah a manager, wait to be yeah. Fair. did you make a shout shout mm, for once i think i made a shout shout it's been an order in the court. <laughs> as Ewan pointed out, as E pointed out on Twitter, when I said Elgin would win at the weekend, he said, that'll be them getting beat yet. <laughs> yes, or something like that. So he knows my shouts. <laughs> but yeah, Stranraer, dog shit. Four for a dog shit. East Fife, absolutely dog shit. Yeah. Um, I can see them getting dragged right into it. And they've played the most games in the league, bar in the top two. So even worse, they've got a game over everybody else and they're still sat uh, only two points off of ninth. So that's just mental, isn't it? When you look at that, from ninth to fifth, there's two, two points, points in week in it. two. It's crazy how quickly that's all became bunched up. Yeah, we we're talking about Bonnie Rig without going too much in a tangent. League two, we we're talking about Bonnie Rig being a team that we're going to be well and truly within the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're two points off fucking ninth. Mental, it's bonkers. absolutely mental, bonkers. When Matty Allen's firing Clyde up the league, they won't have to worry about that anymore. Um, and then one other quick thing, another reason why I think East Fife are going to get dragged into it. Well, maybe not solely for this, but it's not going to help. They're definitely going to lose next weekend as well because they've got Stenishmuir. <laughs> so you can bank on another victory. Not for Callum Ellis up top and managing them. <laughs> <laughs> the new Reese McCabe. Uh, lovely. Okay, and then a very quick mention as well, just before we move on to our discussion of the Elgin trip. Um, Greenick Morton deserves some love, deserves some flowers. They've gotten some sneaky love on the pod. Um, it's time for that love to really explode to the fore because not only did Doogie Imri win Manager of the Month, but ex Aki's striker, the man who only scores wonder goals, seemingly, George Oakley, picked up Player of the Month in the Championship as well. Um, just a testament to the phenomenal work that Doogie and his team are doing at Capilo Aaron. What an absolutely incredible month it's been for January. You can't really ask for a, a better start to the year. Yeah. Um, if you're a Greenup Morton fan and, and Doogie Emery are picking up both of those titles for the month. But mm. the five games played, four wins, one draw, beat Dundee United away and amongst all that. Smash Dunfermline 5-0 at uh, East End Park. Fucking mental. It's brilliant. Like, what the hell's going on? We couldn't slag them off enough at the start of the season. Um... It's just brilliant to see the, the turnaround for a club that so often finds itself mucking around near the relegation zone for a club that's that big. Should be nowhere near going into League One ever. You should They should be your your Livies, your Ross Counties, your St. Mirrens of old. They yeah. should be up there with them, yo-yoing up and down between the leagues. Um, so yeah, to see them in the playoffs is, is really uh, obviously encouraging and they totally deserve it. The championship suddenly becomes... It's like, even air. How the hell are air floating around in that mix? 
air have been dire for so long. It's this Scott season. Brown effect, bro. I'm out on Scott Brown still. <laughs> Got me biting so hard. <laughs> Ah, who crazy. finishes in that playoff picture? Like, honestly, who finishes in that? It can be any of them. Three. The thing is, if, if Scott Brown gets air turned around, Inverness have obviously been turned around by their manager at the moment. Unfirmly, are still obviously a credible enough side that can make a little run. There's enough time for Queen's Park to make a run at it. I don't think they will, but there's enough time. There is, there is 100%. You can see it with Greenock. They've, what are they, 12, 11, fucking 25 games in the bounce without losing a game now. Yeah. It's just crazy how much of a, a run you can go on this league if you build up enough momentum. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's anyone's. Right now, obviously, it's hard not to say Martin because they're on the, the form they're in, but Airdrie have been playing such good football recently. Airdrie, Air Cali, Dunfermline, all almost based on the way their form has been at certain points almost deserve a playoff place mm. obviously whoever has the most points deserves it but like Dunfermline's form has been rancid for the past month but they were they were really right up there just a couple of months ago Airdrie we were just talking about them on the previous podcast for the football they're playing um, they kind of deserve to be in the playoffs Partick have been so good Wraith obviously the most exciting team for a long time in the league Wraith could be one of those teams that just fizzles the hell out been fizzling the fuck out recently like losing oh. games left right and yeah, center yeah 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 three on the spin in the league five in a row in total I believe it is yeah I think I saw that it. is honking form um, that is the definition of honking. Here's form. the thing: if they had even if they had won two of those games, even still, they would still be top. It's, it's absolutely mad. Um, the champions bloody mad, I tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's why we love it. To be fair, uh, yes. Yeah, so all aboard the Morton train well done, for the Mr. month Emery. of January, at least. We'll see how they carry it on into February. Um, anything you want to add quickly on that, Aaron? Before we move along to Borough Briggs, uh, one last thing I like to say is, Doug Emery, thanks for the follow on Twitter. Well done. You too, you too, <laughs> Alan Hale. <laughs> oh, I. Nice Hale, segue Hale. into the Elgin trip. Sting. Who's the shite in the black and white? Elgin. Elgin. Who's the shite in the black and white? Elgin City. Elgin City. Tell you what, that would be a great ironic chant from the terraces of Borough Briggs. A very well attended match, actually, Aaron. Oh, you have was, to say it was great. Uh, it was great to see that many people out in the in the community of Elgin come out to play. How good was that terrace that we were in? Oh, like it was packed. It, it was, was absolutely packed. Felt like there was about three million. For <laughs> absolute wall to wall. It was. It felt like it was. Very fucking moved. Genuinely, it was like mm, I don't know. Comparing it with other grounds that we've been to and stuff, and just ones I've been to, it felt like it was at least on par of an atmosphere with Gayfield, which I think is a very mm. high praise for a club in League Two, obviously. Miles, miles ahead of Balmour, obviously. Yeah. Not been to Balmour since they implemented the shipping container for the young team. But yeah, that's maybe one thing that, that they were slightly missing. I don't know, it's the old debate of if, it, if it's too annoying or not, but if they had like some kind of ultras section with the Elgin young team. Yeah behind the goal or something I don't know where they would do they need it? Have it I know mm. I don't know if they need it but it might add an extra dynamic maybe one that's extremely annoying for a lot of the yeah. old boys but still uh, no you can't fault the ground it's it's reputation didn't let it down 100% the reputation that we had that heard about going into it was absolutely blown at the park. Thought it was one of the best grounds that we've actually been to in our, yeah, our whole time. Totally agree. One, one of the ones that I enjoyed the most. 
just felt so comforted and warm by it. And one thing that I really like when we do go to these places like Elgin completely and utterly out in the sticks. Yeah. You just think it's a really minute, small little place and you, and you get there and it's got its own community. It's got its own yeah, people. You've got of all course. these people that fucking love Elgin, Elgin City, City football club. Yeah, yeah. And it's just great to see. It's, it's really good to see. And um, we've seen that for a full full blast on the, on the weekend. We really did. And the town of Elgin itself was a lot bigger than I expected. It was so heaving when yeah. we got there. Um, it's not your classic, typical small town where it's kind of quiet. There's a few people mucking about. Um, it was absolutely bustling when we got there. Well, for some reason, the traffic was horrendous. Traffic was eh? mental getting into the town. Mm. Um, crazy. It was crazy getting into the town. Uh, driven up, obviously, by um, <laughs> the man himself. The Burtmeister. In, in the Golden Goose, the Rover, uh, <laughs> Rover 75. Which well, is which got bumped at yeah. the end of the night. Oh yeah, it got bumped as well. Someone left a note saying, "Sorry, I bumped your car." Jordan kiss. But fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, so picked up by Tom, the legendary Tom Burt. Stop. I think the uh, the Snapchat deserves a little mention. Actually, that if you're going up man. towards Borough Briggs, you need to stop at the pit for sure. Oh, the pit stop. The that pit was, stop. Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> it was sound like that. The mystery yeah. machine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I wonder if that bus still works. Like, we're, oh, talking, we're talking about like just dashing and not paying the bill. Just like, like just as a, just as power, yeah. and then like just seeing the bus like driving behind us. <laughs> just for like those who aren't familiar with what we're talking about, there's an abandoned bus by the side of the road on the way to Elgin, which has been converted into a cafe. It's called the Pit Stop. Highly recommend. Great scran. Really uh, valuable prices. Oh, uh, one pound for a coffee. One pound for a when coffee. the, fuck's the last yeah. time you paid one quid yeah. for anything? Use code TOUR10 for 10% off at the pit stop. TOUR10, pit stop. Let's go to the pit stop. Woo! Some boy in there like warning us about the police up the road. Ah, yeah, it was But yeah, so this old converted bus that is now a cafe. And it was it was great. Great scram, really cheap. Uh, stopped in there for a bit and then went off uh, on our merry way up to the town. Um, did our usual thing, Aaron. Get out of the car, take a few photos of yeah. the outside. So I get you sort of get yourself like prepped and in the mindset, like right, people are going to be looking at you. Yeah, you're going to have to like be sort not center stage, but like get yourself just stuck in. You have to do it just right sort away. Of start getting your presence known. You have to. I feel like we circled that like um, front section area for so, so many long. times. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it's like you want to. It's hard to walk the line between who are these pricks throwing their weight about yeah. all of a sudden and being like interested in what you're trying to cover yeah we got there and we're trying to say all right as fast as you can to people but you don't want to come across as like these arrogant you city boys coming up to my place yeah um i think we walked that line pretty well Uh, i think we always do we always do yeah yeah um so i think anyway um (laughs) find out (laughs) it's different though because our last tour was west linton Mm -hmm. so very very different obviously the bottom of the scottish football pyramid yeah like a club that is desperate for attention so they're not going to be phased at all at you come into their ground yeah um we before that muscleborough yeah before that whitehill welfare yeah so it's been all non-league it's been a while much smaller clubs so it's been a while since we've done a big tour yeah. yeah um and as soon as we got there it was like okay this is this is real there's a real foyer yeah real staff members working there 
Um, so we were greeted by Vicky, I believe it was, at the reception. Yeah, Vicky. Who I... then uh, allowed her son, Rory, to send us gallivanting around mm. the the inner workings of Borough Briggs whilst we um, waited for Isla Benzie, who's the chairwoman of the club, uh, to come out of her meeting and show us around properly kind of thing. Yeah. Um, we shout out to Rory. Good wee lads. Aye. Nice. Told, thanks for the photo, lad. Thanks for the photo, Rory. He also told us that the Borough Briggs seats are the old Newcastle United seats that were donated to the wow. club. Quite an interesting little Good fact. Little fact that Get it... him on the bloody pod. <laughs> Better than me, like, yeah. easily. But I was, it was great. Obviously, to begin with, you're always a little bit apprehensive, a little bit nervous, because you just we know that we're only there for a, a portion of time, and we want to get as much information as we can without being annoying. Yeah. Um, and it's just like that energetic feeling within you, like, right, I want to get this done. Of I course. It's good. Of course. And I want to get a pint of me as well. That's well. A, on, that, on that note, I mean, great club, great people, great thing. Yeah. Three pounds sixty. Three pound thirty. Three thirty. That's yeah. phenomenal. Three I mean, pound thirty for a tenant. Like, like the clock's ten. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it literally was. Um, yeah, so good. So we basically, so Donald obviously was with us, and so was Tom. They went straight to the Elgin City Lounge mm. and, and started gobbling up the three thirty tenants, the lucky buggers. Uh, whilst we were shown around by Rory uh, waiting for Vicky uh, well not Vicky waiting for Vicky to get Isla out of her boardroom meeting um, you know it was nice to see the ground and stuff but we didn't uh, come up to Elgin just to watch a game of football we also want to cover the club from an inner sort of viewpoint get to speak to officials um, Alan Hale obviously had reached out to us on Twitter uh, and then absolutely patched us patched you I believe oh, I got such stage fright like it's like <laughs> when you try to do a pitch in front of someone else <laughs> just did it. What I was like you went you went like alright to, <laughs> to, to, to I had that exact thing later that night as well <laughs> the, yeah, the stage yeah. fright yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm just going straight in a cubicle avoid yeah, all sure, I'm sure you clocked Alan so going into the manager's went office went into his manager office turned around and then about to close his door and we both just looked at each other and we both sort of knew who each other yeah. were and it's like I was like alright he's like to be fair like he, he reached out to us on twitter afterwards and was like sorry guys i wasn't able to give you enough time um i was late for the team or like the other team were late and i was rushing to give my team talk it's like wait you didn't want to stop and speak to the tour oh, like obviously you know do your thing we're we're very like maybe i don't know for two hands off when it comes to that sort of stuff or not it, we don't want to be any more aggressive than we already are obviously I think um, I think in that moment it was hard to we were never we, I didn't want to get him yeah, stressed yeah, in that yeah. moment anyway I think as well do you know I think it was quite funny actually when we were I think we were speaking Ireland uh, that little the bit outside and then yeah, him yeah. and Stefan Lear just come marching through yeah, it was yeah. like a WWE it was end crazy. it was like, like cashing the money in the bank <laughs> both just storming yeah. down Stefan Lear he's cashing in <laughs> got a wee fist bump of Stefan Lear yeah, yeah. Elgin City assistant manager so <laughs> I'm sure he slapped you on the shoulder as well. that was when I knew we were sound but they were just doing their managerial I mean it was like 45 obviously. minutes an hour to go until kickoff. So yeah exactly got Russell Dingwall bobbing about the change room Russell Dingwall gave that. us an alright <laughs> uh, so yeah then Isla came out of her boardroom meeting showed us the boardroom um, an Elgin City carpet custom carpet mm. like a, one of those red regal carpets you'd maybe see in your granny's living room but with Elgin City badges all over them 
uh, really cool to be fair nice. took a nice, nice few nice. photographs yeah, photographs of the uh, carpet there the Mikey Secret love Santa sorted this yeah. year like, <laughs> I just, a carpet. I'm so shan but I just love things like carpets and like doors <laughs> that are done like that <laughs> like see if there was like a door with like a man of simple pleasure a carving on a door yeah, yeah. like that shit really gets me going nice there's something so bespoke about it that's exactly the word so yeah the bespoke Elgin City carpet I was a fan of uh, I can't be the only one, surely. Um, and then, obviously, the woman herself, uh, the the master of the club, uh, first ever female director at Elgin City, uh, then proceeded to show us a little bit more, uh, and we went outside for a wee chat with her, Aaron, which we'll publish fully in our uh, match programme number 15. 15, yeah. When it comes out uh, in a week or so's time. But, yeah, what was your thoughts on, on Isla Benzi? Yeah, I thought she was a, a great character. One of the better characters that we've met in terms of from a professional standpoint yeah someone that i think's got their opportunity by grafting their way into a position like that yeah and has been able to demonstrate their capabilities she's obviously worked very hard to get to that yeah. position um she told us that she got into the position because she had come up with some ideas about how to generate some revenue and through a family friend um provided these ideas to the board ended up as a board director eventually because of this um and then as i said became the first ever female director it's a really really good story she told us like her being a season ticket holder going uh i can't remember if it was her, her dad or her grandad, it was her dad i'm her sure dad. it was her dad yeah and then got the opportunity to present in front of the board and the next day got a phone call saying right you, you need to obviously come in and work with us yeah <laughs> and that yeah. must have been such a nice feeling for her uh, yeah and been able to to work her way up to to that position it's just so great yeah so good to have female figures in these spots especially in scotland such uh, an Scotland's, old man's network still is, like it's for still sure such an old man's network um i wouldn't say backwards in any way at all but we're not quite modern like maybe other countries that are out there obviously not going to reel any off so i don't know any off the top of my head but, but it feels yeah, like we yeah are. yeah there's the thing of like what we were partly what we were railing against in last week's newsletter is like you've got the old guard yeah. the old stale yeah. willie miller's your bloody jonathan sutherland's your shite boys that don't actually care or know anything they're just they're just honestly waking up on a Saturday and they're like farting out their scratcher probably an hour before they have to get on open all mics and it's just like them and their pals just like covering the games. Yeah. It's like this setting basically yeah. but when you're covering like the sport at the highest level for the whole country to hear and it's just like it's still just Willie Miller Chick Young bloody Tom English or whatever. It's like how are these boys still doing this shite? And it's so shit as well. When you listen to the coverage, it's terrible. So that is basically, if that's what it's like at the very top level, can you imagine how that same oh. mentality filters down to the uh, the level Isla works at? Yeah. Uh, she told us a great story, which kind of summed it all up uh, nicely. And I think I'll just quickly uh, tell that story for her before we move on to the, the final part of the Elgin City adventure. Um, so it was the story about the director's yeah, seat, of obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, her one of her first games as a director in the club and she um was looking for a seat in what was a very packed uh stand um they all have assigned seats obviously the, the sort of board members uh, directors chairman chairwoman etc so she's looking for a seat um here's this old spfl official guy sat in her seat and she goes to him uh, i'm excuse me i think you're in my seat and then he said uh, i'm sorry this seat's for directors love 
summon summon to that effect right, anyway. Well, it was more or less that in a nutshell. Uh, I'm sorry, the seats for directors. It's a bit like come which on, is man. like you know. Someone, someone call an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, just boy a fucking taxi. <laughs> <laughs> that like lev that sort of subtle level of disrespect you could even conceive the possibility that a, a woman would even be near a, director a director's seat, seat. In, a, in a stadium it's absurd like, yeah not even a process like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah yeah like this is like oh you must be completely in the wrong you area must be like, mistaken you, yeah. you'll be sat with the, the other peasants yeah the family section the family over there sections that way like yeah that. exactly that so so yeah um great story great way to sum up the way it is but she's certainly making waves um young manager from the highland league locally scouted great shout um oh my god i'm sorry <laughs> very quickly we need to interrupt this there's uh, been some breaking there news there has been some breaking news <laughs> like, it won't be breaking by the time this goes out no it won't there's a live reaction a live reaction <laughs> yeah, live react <laughs> the try not to dick challenge dick campbell is officially the new East Fife manager. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> They're no longer in trouble, Sam. You're not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> that is crazy. Oh my lord. Wow, wow, wow. I just had wow. a little peek on Twitter just I wanted to see if Johnny Hayes was starting for Aberdeen or not. And that's what the first thing that pops that's up That's phenomenal. Wow. Okay, well, I guess that's next week's news item sorted. <laughs> Warnock, like, the managerial appointments this season have been so good from start to finish. Levine... Warnock and now Dick Campbell yeah. like there's so many great appointments Duncan Ferguson Duncan Ferguson Duncan Fer Scott Brown Scotty Brown like they're all Ian McCall even at yeah. uh, Clyde they're all amazing uh, Nick Montgomery <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah so um, we'll quickly just fin finish off talking about um, Elgin and then yeah, yeah of, day, course, of course um, but yeah so so Isla Benzi young manager from the Highlands locally scouted you know forward thinking in that regard uh, they've got a women's team for the first yeah, time. Thought it was good as well. Um, the facilities they use next door, built by David Finn or Finn David, David Allen. David Allen. Uh, Finn Allen's it. dad of the youth team. The first guy we spoke to. Yeah, yeah. You journalists, you shaman lads. Journalists in the house now. Dell boy sneaking about around the back of our basement. <laughs> but yeah, no, he was a good lad as well. He 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 sort of told us about what his mission was was to provide facilities for the club, and they leased them from him, etc. So so yeah, she's basically uh, refreshing that club, which is a club that has been in the dark for a very long time, and she's bringing it very much into twenty twenty four and beyond. Hopefully, away from the bottom end of League Two, which it looks like they're doing, because it felt like. I was bewildered anyway that they were at that end of the table after everything we had spoken about and the way that the positivity felt behind the scenes. It was like, how the hell is this team in a relegation battle? Yeah, I know. Like, it didn't seem like they the were. Way, the way it felt and the way everyone was speaking and, and having a young manager involved and whatnot, it felt like they were, like, in the playoffs. And it they were just so comfortable. Like they were chasing the playoffs. Tonight, yeah, today. totally agree. Um, and it just had such a confident feeling about them that they were just going to do a number on East Fife and it wasn't going to be that much hassle yeah. for them. Um, they seem like very much a club that's been nowhere near the possibility of even going to the Highland League whereas from people outside of that little bubble and ourselves doing podcasts about them etc it feels like it's been an absolute shit show up there Yeah. and when we just went there now it's like a complete different place or what we conceived what it was actually like so it's, it's honestly wild. well to be fair from having watched 
like highlights um it's very hard to obviously watch every single game 90 minutes of the lower leagues i do i do my homework in terms of how the sides actually perform and, and what they think so all you really have to go off are highlights and all i know from the highlights from earlier in the season was Elgin were getting shagged every single ah, week. They got beat like 6-0 by Genefield Swift. Yeah, they look which is pathetic cre- earlier in the season. That's crazy. Um, a team two divisions below them that are yeah doing alright in the East yeah. East Prem. But. I think they've, they had some turmoil with previous appointments. Um, Ross Draper was obviously the manager for a bit. Stepped back at the playing squad. I don't think he was the right fit potentially for them. Um, you had Brian Wilson yeah. as well. Uh, no, not Brian Wilson. Barry Wilson. Brian is Wilson Barry? is the lead singer of uh, Beach Boys. <laughs> Always get them too much. <laughs> round, round, get around. I get around. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it out. Yeah. Sighing up the boots. Like, anyway, all aboard the tour. <laughs> <laughs> all aboard the tour. Tour, 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 tour. from the tour. Yeah, so, so Alan Hale seems to be one of the main reasons in the turnaround of form um so yeah that combination of benzie hale uh, and that squad playing for each other is making elgin a very formidable side in league two as they should be once again ah, well done elgin very good to see um any thoughts on the match itself aaron i thought elgin they played pretty well they should have put the match way out of sight by the mm. time that 98th minute had rolled around I thought they had a very solid outfit from you know goalkeeper all the way through like a very good spine with Ross Draper and, and Gallagher at the back Draper uh, was really good yeah. to be fair to him he had a great game yeah he's a good player um, uh, and good leadership skills you yeah. can obviously identify as well number four in the middle we identified quite early Mark Gallagher great, is it Mark Gallagher yeah. in the middle yeah he had a class game. He was brilliant. He was gave the ball away a little bit in the second half. I, I think you get maybe... that from a player that is going to be getting themselves on the ball as True. much as he is, yep. and trying to create as much as he's trying to create. End of day, Elgin aren't like <laughs> fucking Elgin aren't going to be keeping the ball. And Aaron, you just everyone love ball winning midfielders oh, so, so much. much. <laughs> box, perfect guy. You're like... box to box midfielder. You're like workhorse centre mids. Always like... getting man of the match. <laughs> Matt Wedderburn, that's for you, bro. Who did we give man of the match to? in the end I don't we I did think give it, it official I think title. officially it, in reflection probably does have to be Mark Gallagher yeah. he was the best player in the park that game he was we also got very good attacking threats with um, Mitch Taylor number 17 David winger 17. was really good that that like three so like left left attacking midfielder Mitch Taylor then you got Russell Dingwall and Cam and then right mid the boy from Cove um, uh, Deshaun, Deshaun Deshaun Golding Deshaun Golding he, he, he had a bit of a quiet first half grew into the game you can see he's a you spark can see his though. Potential. he's one of those guys yeah. that'll just cut in and fucking bang one in totally from nowhere the boy uh, who has a moment of magic up his sleeve. And, you know, listen all those players uh, and that boy up top, number 10, I, I can tell there was frustrations in the crowd. But I thought he had quite a good game holding the play up and, and making himself a nuisance. Like, he wins a lot up top. Yeah. Uh, defenders will find it hard to defend against him. Very classic League 2 striker. Of course. Um, but, yeah, they look a, a solid outfit. They now. do look They look so good from back to front. Um, so it's very confusing that they ever were in that position. It must have been uh, some poor man management going on somewhere down the line so um good to see that they've got uh big alan hale in the room kind of putting them right where they should be again now um and just one quick mention before we round things up uh we'll quickly mention the night out afterwards um good fun thomas hales mchales save right at the end oh yeah right at the death yeah, yeah. almost puts him in that man of the match conversation yeah. like that was that's a goal 
Yeah. That is 100% a goal and it's points dropped in a massive game for Elgin. It's a confidence blow as well, like a game that they dominated and a game that the other team didn't have a sniff and just yeah. to get snatched away yeah. like that. Not even joking. I think it's one of the best saves I've ever seen at a live, live football game. match. Like genuinely. Like reflexes, cat-like reflexes. Like he was shifting his weight onto his right balls headed low back across it's fucking Gordon Banks in the sticks <laughs> it was absolutely mad that he kept that that uh, header out I'm praying there's a highlight of it somewhere because it was just brilliant it should have been a goal Niels Blakely reborn <laughs> <laughs> Jack Gamick reborn <laughs> Lewis Sutherland Porty goalie have some of that yeah where's your where's your bloody Newton Hill primary school knowledge where's your Porty Academy knowledge I'm sure one of the Newton Hill lads folded club teams folded did they not <laughs> Which one? I don't know. I was teaching to some guys at uh, Lads Club Amateurs. One they were telling. They wanted either. What's the other team in Newton Hill? Newton Hill Boys Club. And what's Canic the other? Canic Moor. Yeah, not yeah New- Newton Hill folded. Yeah. One big bloody boys club. <laughs> so there you go. There's your fucking fact what? back at Newton you. Newton Hill have Get folded. That checked. <laughs> That's shocking. Fucking, I don't know that to be fair. Um, and it was Newton Hill we were in afterwards. Actually, yeah. Newton Hill. The great Newton Hill. Being the smallish village that I'm from not too far away from Aberdeen City um, two great pubs the Newton Arms where Leighton Clarkson was afterwards oh yeah <laughs> he's starting to he was not there a terrible shout for me uh, and Quiters as well so we had a little Newton Hill classic and went to both those boozers and got pissed up it was great good fun yeah beat Mikey at darts 3-1 so you did. get it up him. my dad beat everyone on the pool table much to his pride. He won the night. He, he did. Night. Yeah, he really did. Spilt Great a vodka team. coke all over myself. <laughs> we should put the photo of all of us on the Twitter, actually. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cause that is there's a hilarious photo we took at one point in the night. Um I look like my dad's older brother, potentially. Like my dad is looking <laughs> the best he's looked in years, he's to be fair. Fresh. He was looking I couldn't fine. believe how decent he looked. <laughs> I hope he's listening. He will be probably listening, yeah. He, like. he was looking phenomenal. Uh, he's dad. From left to right, it was like, Donald kind of looked like maybe the youngest brother of all of us. <laughs> and then, like, Tom was kind of like the weird mate. Who, like, the, weird, <laughs> the weird uncle. Yeah, the weird <laughs> uncle. Aaron's like that mad hard cunt that, like, we've all known since <laughs> primary school. Don't really want to speak to him, but can't shake him <laughs> off. Like. He's just like, we've all been sitting in the pub, he's just come over and joined us. <laughs> he's like a psycho from the pool table. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking play me at pool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was one guy like that. Uh, he wasn't quite hard, though, I reckon. Uh, all nobody could have battered him. Is hard, to be fair. Uh, and then, um, I swear he wasn't a threat, we could have battered him. Uh, I'm the only hard cunt in Newton Hill. <laughs> and then there was my dad, who looked like the middle brother, and then me, who looked like the sort of aging, life-chucked, like, old, older brother, who's like just getting pissed all the time. Mind warped by Bevy. Like. <laughs> He's Mikey's day. Yeah, great, great day. Um, overall, it was it's just mad. I honestly love, love doing these tours so much. They're just... Every time we go, Aaron, we always say the same thing. As soon as we've got the pint in our hand at the end of the tour and the interviews and stuff. Imagine this was our full-time job. Oh, I know. I know. Imagine. Imagine. We dedicate all our time to that. It'd be so good. Like, full, full write-up coming this week? Full write-up will be available next week uh, of the Elgin Slacker. game. Uh, got the yeah. new, Got the newsletter to contend with for right. Thursday. So um, that little 300-word scrap rag. Do you want to just plug that to Substack? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's where we're kind of releasing all our content now. How, as, do, they, how do they 
Valentine's very Day. well, very very well. It's since the Substack we've no, had. I mean, how how does one receive a Substack? Oh so, right, how do you how do you access the yeah. Substack? Um, we have the Substack on our Twitter. Yes, you get on our Twitter. It's in our Twitter bio. Twitter bio, Instagram bio. You can find it there. Click on it. Make sure you subscribe right now by just popping in your email. It takes literally five seconds. So helpful for us to be able to build yeah. that clientele up. Totally. Uh, it's free. And it's totally free. You don't need to pay anything. You can, like you can pay. It's optional. It's totally optional. There's a button that you can press that will let you pay £3.50 a month, which is a bit spenny, but it was the minimum they'd let me do. But no one really cares about that. We are looking for... A free community of people getting tour content delivered straight to their inbox every week. It's the easiest way to do it because you won't have to search for the Substack. You'll get the podcast delivered every week. You'll get the newsletter delivered to your inbox every week. You'll get all of our tour content delivered when I finally bother my arse to write it. Uh, delivered to your inboxes every week as well. Uh, so you'll never miss a beat, basically, just by popping your email in totally for free into our Substack. It's the one-stop shop, really. Yeah. That's all you can say about it. Don't miss a lick of it. Do not miss a lick of it. Um, amazing stuff, lads. Anything you would like to add before we call time on this delightful little show of ours? It's been a pleasure of a night, gentlemen, and I look forward to seeing how Neil Warnock does in 23 minutes' time. Terrified. Absolutely terrified. This could all be irrelevant by tomorrow when people actually oh, this, listen This to podcast it. irrelevant as soon as we hit the, the finish button. <laughs> yeah. Worthless, pathetic freaks. Don, Don, who do you think will go down in League 2? Good question. Good question. You're gonna to have to leave, leave that with me. <laughs> Gutted. <laughs> so praying for some kind of shot in the dark there. Alright, like... I'll give you a shot in the dark. Go then. Give you a shot in the dark. Um, I'm thinking. Oh man. Hardgrove. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come back to us in 2027. <laughs> you might be onto something. Uh, brilliant stuff, lads. It's a bean. A wild ride. A pleasure as always. Uh, on Instagram, we are Tour of the Terraces. On Twitter, slash X, we are The Tour. Yes. On TikTok, we are The Tour 3. Yes. And on Substack, we are just The Tour also. But you want to go to Twitter to find that one. Uh, that's basically all your tour needs, all your tour loves. Join the ride, all aboard The Tour.